Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pot? Hey, welcome everybody to Star Wars Escape Pod and another episode of uh, our Clone Wars talk series, which has been uh, pretty successful. We have uh, episodes 608 through 610 today, uh, which is 116 through 118 on our chronological list. You can hit that in the description below. And if you've never tuned into the show before, welcome here. We've been going through the Clone Wars in chronological order and then just chatting about the episodes afterwards. Uh, myself and uh, Diego, our co-host. And uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty pretty awesome. So we get to uh, chat about the disappeared parts one and two and the lost one today. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Let's go. Another happy landing. to talk about on this one oh dude do we ever i mean oh this I is mean, this is this is the episode that i've been waiting for for so long um and it it like i knew once you told me that this was gonna be in the show i had to mentally prepare myself that okay this is gonna totally change how i look at episode three and uh yeah. it's it's good that i i just catched i just caught up on uh phantom menace and uh attack of the clones like mm-hmm. literally two days ago i just watched i just powered through both of them but um it's i think it's super important that i watch that because it was easy to kind of go back to the scenes in yeah. episode two um and stuff but but i'll save all that for the last episode but let's just power through jar jar because yeah yeah totally yeah, yeah so 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 we got this interesting arc i'm gonna just let's just merge the disappeared part one and two together just because yeah and so so between both of those i don't have a crazy amount of stuff i mean the plot is self-explanatory everything kind of like happens the way it does um but the 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 things i kind of want to focus in on is uh is kind of like well i mean i know you have a few notes yourself but like the main thing that i kind of wanted to talk about is the the fact that there is this other um, I mean, we, we've gotten hints about other religions, right? Like the other force religions. There's like the 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 children, uh, or sorry, the Church of the Force that we get uh, in uh, the Force Awakens with uh, Lore Santeca, and you know that that trilogy opens up with that little village that gets raided, right? The Church of the Force. Um, in uh, Rogue One, we've got the Guardians of the Wills, um, and then of course we have the classic, you know, the Jedi and the Sith, uh, the Night Sisters. And, and now we're being exposed to another force religion based on this alien race that we get through this arc that uh, Jar Jar and Mace go to help out because their pol- political leaders are disappearing all over the place. And uh, they worship almost like they, they worship the the mother uh, from the, the Night Sisters, I guess. Like they like she is their version of like the their devil, basically. Um, and they were, there's like a cult that kind of worships that, uh, as, uh, that demon or whatever they want to call it, which is actually mother Talzin. Um, and, uh, and then the, the political leaders around that, that race, uh, that lead on the planet or whatever, and the queen and stuff, they, they all have a connection to the force, which is really interesting as well, because that's not really common, uh, from what we've seen. Like they have this presence that kind of, uh, they can feel the forest but can't use it almost it's it's kind of one of those things it's it's almost like the guardians of the wills i guess like uh chirrut in a way in rogue one's always uh you know he's always like saying that little forest prayer like uh, i am one with the forest and the forces with me kind of thing 
Um, and he's able to do these kind of crazy things because he's blind, but he's able to fight with his eyes closed kind of thing. So he's able to kind of like feel the force, but he's not able to practically use it like a Jedi can. So um, I think that's what kind of like these aliens are like. But I thought that was all very interesting. Um, what did you what did you kind of get for this this, um, this arc? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot, but like one thing that I did find kind of kind of neat was uh the combination of both mace windu and um jar jar binks i thought that was like in my head before watching this episode i was like what's like the most unlikely you know the most unlikely thing to happen and sure enough it happened of course but like before this i was like mace windu and and jar jar binks i don't ever see those two clicking and like the most serious untrusting jedi in like the whole council and like the foolish most idiotic representative in in the republic (laughs) exactly so i mean yeah and that's what i found so interesting about this one but um i mean you know what i picture it as is samuel jackson paired up with like kevin hart or something like that you know just like yeah that would work yeah 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 Yeah, this serious this serious like you know badass kind of guy and then this squeaky little fool (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally yeah 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 i could that's that's what i could see totally too um that's actually a really good combo um would probably be a pretty funny movie but yeah i mean uh you know at the beginning of it, we kind of see Mace Windu kind of like, you can tell he's super annoyed that he's on this mission, right? You can tell he's like, God, why am I here, right? He's yeah, like, totally. Of all the people so I could annoyed. be with. It's, yeah, of all the all the missions I could be doing, like I am partnered up with, super with Jar Jar un- Binks. untrusting with Jar Jar too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think trust the guy. At first, I mean, he doesn't trust first. most people. He doesn't trust most people, right? But um, exactly, yeah. I think that's that's like both both a good thing but a bad thing because obviously a bad thing when you know someone's actually telling the truth and a and a you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that he's he's uh, he's always got his guard up, which is a bad and good thing in and of itself but um i guess this one was it kind of had this arc had kind of had like a indiana jones you know temple of doom kind of yeah kind of feeling going on there uh you know i was just waiting for them to put their hands on someone's chest and, and scream kalima but uh <laughs> yeah i mean i like the close-up on mace's fighting style and a little bit on uh on jar jar but i mean what's funny about jar jar is that every time he's in some sort of battle like he's uh i actually wrote it down here like he's his clumsiness is eternal right and you know never ending but his combat effectiveness is awesome because it's a total fluke every single time you know from you know from the battle on naboo in episode one up until now like every time like he always slips through the cracks if you will and he just it's always a fluke but it's it's so entertaining every time for me um yeah i mean yeah, and, and and in that, I mean, his his clumsiness kind of um, ruins the plans of uh, Mother Townsend, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, he's it's so funny because he <laughs> like Jar Jar has so many moments where it's just like, why, Lucas? Like, why? But he makes me laugh. That's the thing. I can understand. I can understand when people say, "Oh, Jar Jar," he's but he's funny. That's the thing. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I don't have a whole lot on these guys, on these two episodes, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Um, I think uh, it was also interesting to see that Jar Jar has like this this love relationship with the Queen on this planet. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> and that was kind of that was weird too because I saw it. I when I saw them kiss, I'm like. So he's got a woman now, like what? <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he's he's clumsy as hell. He becomes a senator. Now he's got a woman, like what? <laughs> you, you know, like, yeah. There's all these all these things that you never knew about the secret life of Jar Jar Banks. Yeah, exact, uh, totally right. Yeah, yeah I think um, there's also, a, I mean, in the in there's also this whole thing with stealing the life force, right? Or the mm-hmm. um, the what did they call it? Is it did they, they didn't say life force. They said the, the living force. Uh, they said the, yeah, stealing the living, the living force. force from them, right? So uh-huh. 
uh, this is Talzin's kind of plot to try and improve her own powers to rival that of the Sith and the Jedi and stuff like that so that she can actually compete with them on another level, right? Because she knows that her Sith magic isn't enough to fully combat those those statures. And I think uh, it's a good plot. Like, I mean, she's lost her night sisters. She's lost her whole entire sisterhood. Uh, Ventress is off doing her own thing as a bounty hunter. And uh, she's she's on her own. Right. And the last time we saw her, she put Maul and Savage back together as as brothers. Right. And they went off and did their thing. And then she kind of disappeared. And after giving Maul his first, his new legs, and we didn't really see her again until like now. So um, it is, it is interesting to see that she's trying to like gain power. Once again, that's the way of the dark side. Like that's the way that the dark side works is it's a power hungry, power seeking um, way of living. Right. And um and take and take and take exactly yeah and it's never enough and stealing the life force from these force essence beings i guess on this planet um i think is a, is a pretty good plot um and i thought it was interesting that this actually leads into something that we saw in the rise of skywalker i mean i know that you and i are both not the greatest fans of the sequels but quite frankly like this actually it's a pretty good connection because we saw in the mandalorian that the child has the ability to force heal, right? And what we come to know about that force ability in The Rise of Skywalker is that it's the transfer of a life force that that allows that to happen, right? So the ability to transfer life force kind of thing is actually this thing that goes beyond just Mandalorian and, and, uh, and The Rise of Skywalker. We see it actually originally right here in, in The Clone Wars, um, this is something that originated out of George Lucas's show kind of thing. And um, the ability to take the life force out of somebody is something I don't think we've ever seen until the last final movie of the film, right? So having this uh, plot where Mother Talzin's trying to steal the life force out of all these people, put it in this ball, and then use that to kind of I don't know what she plans to do with that ball, but she plans to make herself more powerful because of it, right? And in Rise of Skywalker, we see the exact same thing when Palpatine's going after the Force Dyad, the life force between like the bond that they share. He's he's like rejuvenating himself through that power, right? Um, so it is interesting to see that 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 whole thing is like kind of a parallel to what's going on here. Um, and until I just rewatched this arc with you, I didn't even think about that when I watched the movie back in December, like, um, this arc didn't even come to mind when I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. But I I never really thought that, that it originated somewhere else. And maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe that whole thing is just coincidentally very similar to what we see here. But, um, Uh in Star Wars, like this is the same principle, like it's the same idea that the life force can be move from one person to another um so yeah that's that's interesting enough and that's pretty much all i got for this for this arc yeah i mean pretty it's pretty straightforward pretty straightforward pretty straightforward it was fun it was was entertaining and we got some little bits out of it but um okay let's get to the meat on the bones here we're we're, uh, yeah let's get to the to the nitty-gritty here the the meat and potatoes if you will yeah Um, yeah okay the (laughs) the lost oh actually sorry um do you want to read off the cookies for those first two episodes oh yeah yeah it was um okay so for disappeared part one the cookie is without darkness there cannot be light um and the second one part two is wisdom is born in fools as well as wise men um yeah so those are the cookies anyways the lost ones the very 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 important episode that i've been waiting for for a long time what's the what's Um, the cookie what is lost is often found very Uh, very true very true um yeah so okay where 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 do we start i mean so how about we start how about we start with a little audio clip that i nabbed from attack of the clones oh okay oh yeah i know which one you're talking about yeah all right Let's do that. Okay, let's do it.
no, my friend. This is a mistake, a terrible mistake. They've gone too far. This is madness. I thought you were the leader here, Dooku. This had nothing to do with me, I assure you. I will petition immediately to have you set free. Well, I hope it doesn't take too long. I have work to do. May I ask why a Jedi Knight is all the way out here on Geonosis? I've been tracking a bounty hunter named Jango Fett. Do you know him? There are no bounty hunters here that I am aware of. The Geonosians don't trust them. Well, who can blame them? But he is here, I can assure you. It's a great pity that our paths have never crossed before, Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon always spoke very highly of you. I wish he were still alive. I could use his help right now. Qui-Gon Jinn would never join you. Don't be so sure, my young Jedi. You forget that he was once my apprentice, just as you were once his. He knew all about the corruption in the Senate, but he would never have gone along with it if he had learned the truth as I have. The truth? The truth. What if I told you that the Republic was now under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith? No, that's not possible. The Jedi would be aware of it. The dark side of the Force has clouded their vision, my friend. Hundreds of senators are now under the influence of a Sith Lord called Darth Sidious. I don't believe you. The Viceroy of the Trade Federation was once in league with this Darth Sidious. But he was betrayed ten years ago by the Dark Lord. He came to me for help. He told me everything. Must join me, Obi-Wan. And together, we will destroy the Sith. I will never join you, Dooku. It may be difficult to secure your release. Okay, so that's from Attack of the Clones. Uh, when Obi-Wan gets captured on Geonosis, uh, Dooku has a little word with him and basically just gives him the truth. Like, he's like, yeah. hey, this is what's up. And um, this knowledge he discusses with Yoda at the end of the movie. And uh, and they're, they're unsure whether or not that it is the truth or not, right? But whether they like it or not, I mean, the investigation into the clone into the clone army that that Kenobi um, on you know the information he uncovered was that Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas was the one who ordered the clone army over ten years ago prior to the Clone Wars right and that was before the Phantom Menace so they know that Sifo-Dyas ordered the clone army they know that that now they know that Dooku. Um, uh, they know that's Tyrannus. Well, now that yeah, as of this Clone Wars episode, now they know that Dooku is finally the the man that they call Tyrannus, right? Uh -huh. They know that a Dark Lord of the Sith named Darth Sidious is controlling the Republic. What more do they need? <laughs> I know. I mean, I it's know. like all the pieces are there, man. All the pieces are there. Even down to the, the 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 clone arc that we watched at the beginning of season six, we get the information that there's these inhibitor chips in all the clones' brains that allow them. I mean, as for us as viewers, we know what it's for, but the Jedi are still unsure, like what what's going on, right? I mean, only Anakin really has a little bit of more of an evidence after talking to Fives saying that it goes up to the highest levels of of the Republic, right? Like he's got this conspiracy theory and everything. He sounds crazy, but he's telling the uh -huh. truth. Yep. If you take that and and all the other information that they got, they have every piece of the puzzle. All they, got the, all they got to do, right. And this all goes towards that fight, the, the fight where Yoda walks in to the Palpatine's office and he, and he goes, uh, a new apprentice, I hear you have, Emperor, or should I call you Darth Sidious? <laughs> you know, and, and it all goes back to that. Because uh -huh. nowhere in that movie 
Does anybody tell Yoda, oh, the emperor, uh, or the, sorry, the, uh, the chancellor, he actually goes by Darth Sidious, right? Uh-huh. He, like, Palpatine doesn't tell Anakin what his Sith name is. He's like, oh, by the way, my name is Darth Sidious. <laughs> like, he doesn't yeah. say that. Like, he, yeah. it's all very kind of between the lines, right? But now we know Yoda has also have this, this, had this information the entire time. He's he's had this information that that Obi Wan had told him, uh, also between the lines that that hey, uh, Dooku told me that there was this Sith Lord that's, you know, been ruling over the Senate. Like I mean, like it's it's so obvious who it is, but but the Jedi are so blind and uh, they're just so arrogant to like the truth, right? Uh, even even at the very end of this episode when Dooku was said, I told you everything you needed to know on Geonosis, Kenobi, right? Uh, You should have joined me. Yeah, you should have joined me. Uh, Sifo-Dyas knew the truth. He saw the future. And and Kenobi's like, you lie. (laughs) I know. And he denies him. That's that's my big problem with that. He denies him. Twice. He is in such denial, Obi-Wan. And uh, he he doesn't want to believe all the truth that's being uncovered. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy, man. Like this entire episode. Um, so like just really quickly, let's kind of like go through, uh, what you picked out of this. Um, and, and I mean, we'll like, we have enough to talk about for sure here, but like, let's start with the first one. Yeah. So I, I mean, like. Like so Plo Koon finds yeah. they're, they're, they find these ship ruins and it's it's uh, Jedi uh, just stress signal from that's been yeah. like it's just popped up as active like they they haven't I don't know maybe maybe it's the force maybe it's just the sandstorms playing with the internals of the computer for some reason for years over ten years now at this point this signal hasn't been on at all and now it's all of a sudden broadcasting emergency signal beacons to the Jedi Council. Yeah, it's almost like the Force is trying to tell them something. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's maybe it's, it's Cypher really... is acting through the Force or something. I don't know. Yeah, right? or, yeah, or like, Qui Gon. Maybe Qui Gon got something yep. to do with it. Yeah, he's the one that's yep. got uh, immortality now, uh, or mm-hmm. getting it in the process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of the the tip of the iceberg there. I think because it's like you know. Pl- they get this distress signal. Plo Koon goes to where this uh, signal comes from. He finds Sifo-Dyas' lightsaber. Then, you know, goes back to the council. Everyone's discussing, you know, the events of, you know, how and when, why, kind of like, they kind of juggle back and forth between episodes one and two um, and before the start of the Clone War. And they they say, interestingly enough, that they didn't like... Cyphodius's views and his ideas because yeah, they were they too were too extreme, extreme too right extreme for the council yeah. so he was kicked off the council yeah it kicked off the council but i mean in the end of course we know he saw a great conflict but no mm-hmm. one believed him so it's like they had the opportunity to 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 stop this but in their arrogance in their kind of like no there's no way the jedi were perfect we're the best thing since sliced bread not not going to happen right so Fast forward a few years, um, and you know, Dooku tells him. Dooku tells uh, 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 captured Obi Obi Wan Kenobi. He tells him the truth. He tells him, I wouldn't say everything he needs to know, but enough, mm-hmm. right? He told him pretty much everything, right? And he he chooses to deny him. They find out that it's Tyrannus that he's um, Darth Tyrannus. They find out uh, what the affiliation between you know Sidious, Tyrannus, and Sifo-Dyas was with the Pikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, kind of like because to add know. on to this, to add on to this, there's also another piece of the puzzle. Like in in Obi Wan's investigation on Kamido all those years ago, on on you know when he was looking into all this stuff, he goes to speak with Jango Fett, and he says to Jango Fett, uh, "Have you ever met a Jedi named?" Sifo-Dyas. Uh-huh. And even Jango Fett gives him the truth. Yep. He, go, he goes, no, I've never met, and I, I don't know who that is. He basically says, I was recruited by a man named Tyrannus on, yep. one, on one of the moons of Bogdan. And, uh-huh. and, and, and this is a name that Obi-Wan's never heard before up until this point, right? Uh, 
And it's a name that he doesn't really hear again up until now. So by the end of this episode, the Jedi are like, hold on a second. Dooku is Tyrannus. Tyrannus hired Jango Fett to be the template clone for our army uh-huh. based on Sifo-Dyas's force vision, right? And it's like, whoa, our, our enemy made an army for us like what the heck is going on here right like they are yeah. they are so confused and yeah. they have no idea what this is for their only solution is to win the war as fast as possible so that they can basically defeat the enemy before before their plans unravel right when really that's the whole plan in the first place is to fight the war exactly they're they're not doing themselves any justice they're just fighting this war that's completely meaningless they're yeah. fighting alongside the people who are the very same people that are going to betray them in the end yeah their their, their only plan that they have is basically to spring the trap that has been set for them exactly <laughs> exactly they're no- <laughs> which they oh. have, they have no idea they underestimate how again it's their it's them on this pedestal and yeah. they underestimate the level of intensity that this trap has in store for them they have no idea that like the end of the jedi order is so close it hangs by it like a toothpick and uh-huh. and they're, and they're so close to their downfall and it's like man and but and also on the side i mean they've been they've been they've been falling from their their heights uh for the last three movies and and uh, the clone wars of course uh they've been falling from their righteousness down to this dirty level of being the most hated people in the galaxy yeah uh and that's that's such a good point because up until you know before this no not even episode one um i'm trying to remember there's uh there was a scene where i can't remember exactly who it was but someone said that the jedi are deceptive or something like that i'm trying to remember now i'm drawing a blank oh it was in the last arc that we that we had um no, but was there was, the, I was should have Jar Jar written it down. Yeah, it was in the Jar Jar arc. Uh, the, the queen basically, like their whole race doesn't like the Jedi because they're looked at as thieves for stealing the the young children that they had to train as as Jedi, right? So they've got a yeah. bit of a bad reputation with uh, with that planet. And I think a lot of their, a lot of just the way that they do stuff. I mean, when you think about it, like they... They take in kids younger than Anakin Skywalker was when he was found. Like, right, he was considered too old. So uh-huh. they they take in kids that are kind of barely able to walk, and they train them up from being like the age of like four, basically. Like that's that's like when they take them. Like is almost right after they start being able to run properly. Is like when they when they take these kids, and it's like man. fresh out of the fresh out of the womb. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because they yeah. don't want them to have any attachments. Yeah. So. So they take them so young and and they're basically looked at as like kidnappers in some ways because they take these kids without a choice. Right? Anakin made a choice. But a lot of these kids don't, right? They they just get taken from their from their families from their homes and uh never seen again. And uh actually like I I'm going to bring this up a few times maybe, but along the whole lines of Sifo-Dyas and and in terms of this like how a a Jedi is being raised without their family and without knowledge of their family. This all actually comes out of um, uh, a book slash audio book uh, called uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. So if anyone listening out there ever wants to know any more backstory on Sifo-Dyas and Dooku as a young Jedi, all that stuff, his 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 departure from the Order, everything, uh, that all comes into play through that story. It's... Uh, it's not part of the Clone Wars initi- like TV show initiative, but it's it's actually a Clone Wars based story that's been slotted in to everything, and a lot of secrets are uncovered in that story. So it's it's a great recommendation, uh, one of the best Star Wars stories I've ever listened to. Um, but uh, but yeah, like uh, that's that's a pretty common thing is to be taken from your family that you just don't even remember them, right? Uh-huh. Um, in in Duku's case, he actually runs into his family like way later in his life, finds out their his his family, and finds out that they are royalty, right? So for the uh-huh. rest of his youth, he's kind of he's stung with that that 
knowledge that he belongs to greater power, like power in terms of political power. Like his family is the leadership of Sereno. So eventually he, I mean, this is kind of spoiling the story a little bit, but we all know what happens. Um, he kind of leaves the Jedi order and takes up the, the title of count for, for Sereno. Right. Uh, and becomes a political leader as well as a Jedi, right? And amongst that, somehow he ends up falling from from the light as well and becomes this Sith apprentice. But uh, but yeah, like this, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, go go on to the next stuff that you have there. Yeah. So with uh, with the mystery of Sifo-Dyas's death, um, you know his records are partially removed from you know the Jedi uh, kind of database, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of the history of everything and they go searching for this and you know the it's it's erased no one knows about it apparently they say that it was had something to do with uh the chancellor all those years ago chancellor valorum Mm -hmm. uh, it was a secret secret undercover mission yeah Mm -hmm. a secret undercover mission uh and you know valorum was they go um who was it Anakin and Obi-Wan, they go see him and they, they question him about it, of course. And Valorum was quick to give them the info. I mean, I find it, I found it kind of interesting that uh, it's kind of like... It's like way in the past of, and he's no longer Chancellor. No longer Chancellor. And I found it interesting. I've kind of another one of those, you know, times where, you know, Lucas is kind of doing a real... He really likes to do... Uh, you know, make things relatable in terms yeah. of real life. And what came to mind for me was, for example, the presidents of the U.S. So they're presidents for anywhere from, let, let's just say on average, four to eight years, four to eight years, right? And after their presidency, they still have the Secret Service. And I believe it's 10 years that they're still protected. So, you know, we, we they go see Chancellor Valorum, and he still has his guards, his royal guards, right? Um, mm-hmm. And... You know, he he was yeah. Was he's got, 10 he's plus got years uh, ago. Senate commandos outside his house, basically just protecting yeah. his front door. Yeah, protecting him exactly. But interestingly enough, you know, he it was this was ten plus years ago, right? So he has no he has no control. He has no power, and he was quick to give him the information. He's like, oh yeah, I I mean, I remember this. I don't remember that, and he didn't seem kind of deceptive about it. At least in my eyes, he seemed quite genuine. Like, yep. oh, I, I remember this. I remember that. I don't remember this kind of thing. Which, fair enough, it was ten years ago, right? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I sometimes can barely remember what I had for lunch yesterday. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know. He, Quick to give him info since he's out of office, and you know, uh, because they they found out that those files were removed from the database from a chancellor. Of course, who do they go to? And Yoda goes to question uh, Palpatine himself. And Palpatine, you know, he he plays dumb, right? As usual, he's like Master Sifo-Dyas, and yeah. like you know, he, he plays stupid, right? He's yeah, so yeah. he's good at like playing dumb right it's yeah. like deer in the headlights like who master who like you know like so it's <laughs> and you know they they uh you know they know he's 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 he he may be full of it at least they have a hunch right at least yoda of all people has a hunch yeah, he right? kind of gives him this glare a little bit when he walks out of his office there yeah he's like ooh, they're they're cashing on to something i don't like yeah this, right? they're suspicious yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know he warns Dooku of uh, the price of failure, and then Force chokes him. Yeah, uh, right away he calls his apprentice, and he's like, "Where is this loose end? Why are the Jedi yeah. investigating a death of this Jedi that's been uh-huh. over ten years? Right? Like, like where is this coming from? Like, he doesn't know. So, that's the whole plan of the war, right there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like that's the whole their entire plan could be unveiled if they or on you know revealed if they if they find too much out about. Sifo-Dyas, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and and uh, I think like the danger of them knowing that that their enemy created a, a the the army for them, like that's that's what Palpatine doesn't want them to know. So, yeah. at, at the end of this episode, again, like they've successfully uncovered the secret that they wanted to find. Like that that was the secret that this entire thing housed, right? And they still can't put the pieces together after after even after getting that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. Like critical 
Obi-Wan has kind of been at the forefront of this because he went to Kamino to investigate. He talked to Jango Fett to like the, you know, ground zero for the clones himself. Yeah. He, he told him the truth. Jango said, I was contracted by a guy named Tyrannus. Okay. In, in one out the other. Right. And then they find out Anakin and Obi-Wan find out they actually, interestingly enough, it's the first time I believe in the show that I can recall. We see all three of them fight. Um, and, you know, that goes back to episode three when Anakin says, my powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Um, and so we see them fight again. They kind of, the Pike leader, he gets killed by Dooku, of course. Dooku kills, um, what's this guy's name? Cecilia, Silman. He, he uh, the Chancellor's, uh, Chancellor's like number two, I guess, or his. Uh, uh, yeah, Valorum's pers- personal aide. Yeah, his personal aide. That's right. And so, uh, Silman and Sifo-Dyas were tasked with this mission ten plus years ago. Sifo-Dyas was killed. They the Pikes took in uh, Silman, and what they call they called him uh, as uh, not collateral, but what, what was the word they used? It was um, oh, insurance. Insurance. Thank you. Um, and and they they even question themselves. They're like insurance, right? And so they go into to where Silman is held and you know he's he's got the beard that's like yeah. six feet long right well, he's crazy they, they, right? they wanted to make sure that because because the the pikes were hired to shoot down that ship that's the thing that's right. right the pikes were hired to kill um Silman uh well they were they didn't know that Silman was aboard they 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 were hired to kill Sifo-Dyas so that's exactly what they did they shot down the ship and they did their job. They gave the body of Sifo-Dyas to, to Dooku, to Tyrannus, the man that they referred to as Tyrannus. And, uh, and they, they, were, they found the Silman guy alive. They were like, oh, hey, let's keep this guy. That way, if the Jedi ever come knocking on our door, we're able to give him to them and we're able to be at peace. The Jedi aren't going to come after us because we just killed one of their own Jedi, right? Like, the, uh-huh. like their insurance, using Silman as insurance is a way to protect themselves against any justice that comes out of their crime. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a dirty move on their end in a sense, but it's also very smart. But of course, you know, with Yoda questioning Palpatine, Palpatine gets wind of this, yeah. tells Dooku, Dooku goes to do some dirty work himself for once um and you know he kills the pike leader who is directly in contact with the chancellor valorum's personal aide silman and sifo all those years ago kills him and the rest of the pikes there you know they're all guards and all that stuff so whatever who cares about them but um very interesting display of dooku's intelligence not only his power of course because we know he's a powerful sith right Mm -hmm. one of the best swordsmen he's he's amazing but uh, his intelligence, he, you know, he burns that hole in the ship and then, you know, he flies away to, to his uh, getaway ship. And then Anakin is, is, you know, kind of like, oh, where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, and, and again, for the second time, uh, when he, when he famously quotes, uh, you know, to Obi-Wan, he's saying, you know, you should have joined me all those years ago on Geonosis. And it's like, how blind how stupid and you even heard me in the episode like Mm -hmm. i'm like you're an idiot like referring to obi-wan like you're you're so stupid twice yeah you have the answer in the palm of your hand you'll be like oh the war so led by the great lord of the sith who's behind the republic palpatine so you know tyrannus uh Django Fett, all these guys, Clone War, Sifo-Dyas, oh, look, two and two, four, look, let, let's go arrest Palpatine, but no, uh, you know, just in one out the other, and he, and he says, he's so quick to say, you're lying, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, like, yeah, you know, like, he's in such denial. Is in such denial, and I get it. Like you know, he's a Jedi, and he wants to think that no, we're we're we have no, you know, we're not involved in this sort of you know uh, deception. Like we're not, but but they clearly are, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, they just they've had multiple opportunities, and this goes back to me saying Episode Three is a completely different movie for me now. So the next time I see it, I'm gonna be like. He had all the reason to kill those younglings. He had all the reason to do this stuff. So it it totally changes that movie, man. Like, yeah, you know, I thought I was 
imagining I was or sorry, I was envisioning that this episode would kind of do like a like a flashback and we'd actually get to see Cyphodius's mm-hmm. character and the transaction of how this whole clone war, you know, thing came to be and came to fruition. I, that was my uh Im- you know, thought for this episode, which would have been really cool. But um, I still think the way they went about it, it still, you know, glues it all together. Yeah. Right. So I think if you uh, want that story, you got to read the, uh, the Dooku Jedi lost story, or uh, it's a, it's an, it's a semi dramatized audio presentation. Uh, You should get into that. Um, It actually reveals a lot that, that a, a lot more than like right now, this episode gives you the pieces you need to know, for the Clone Wars and for all that's kind of relevant, but anything additional to that, like I think, is what you want to know, like the like that kind of stuff, like with Sifo-Dyas, his visions, uh, his connection to Dooku, all that stuff uh, that comes out of that story. Um, mm-hmm. And it is revealed that Dooku and Sifo-Dyas were actually really close friends at mm. at at the in the Jedi in the, when they were younger, like they were. They're best buddies, inseparable. And if you take that and kind of bring it forward to this point in time, Duke has become such a treacherous guy that in his quest for, for greater power, as Sith apprentice Tyrannus goes, right? He uh-huh. uses his relationship with Sifo-Dyas to the absolute potential that he can. He frames yeah. Sifo-Dyas. He uses his name to order the uh, the clone army. Uh, he has the Pikes assassinate him for for Dooku, right? Like, like he takes his best buddy and just like uses him to wipe his windows, kind of thing. And and then he's done, right? And then he kills him off, and there you go. You know, like wipes his hands clean, kind of thing. Like this is exactly. Like this backstabbing kind of motion kind of resembles uh, what happens with Anakin and Obi-Wan, right? Like one of them turns to the dark side and the other one is felt betrayed, right? But yeah, like that's that's just kind of how all this is, is such a great story. But um, yeah. Um yeah, that's that's a good point. That's that's interesting because uh, now when you put it like that, I wonder if you know the whole cipher does. He bought the Clone War. He bought the blueprint for the what becomes the Clone Wars, right? So I'm wondering if Sidious, in fact, took that information and kind of manipulated it so it would work to his advantage for all these years, or if it was just kind of like he stumbled upon it. But I think it's more in, along the lines of he saw what happened and he found a way to kind of take advantage of it and turn it to his own greed and his own power. Um, yeah, I mean Sidious was the one who who definitely had Dooku convince Sifo-Dyas to order the clone army. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think it was the same it's the same thing that's been going on this entire time where Palpatine's been behind the scenes. He's been using other people uh through the means of of other people kind of thing, right? Like he's got work, he's got people working for him. Like he's got Dooku, right? He's got Maul. He's got all these people doing his business. And at the same time, he's he's got multiple plans. He's planning ahead, right? Like if we really carefully put all these pieces into, into order, Palpatine was a senator for Naboo, right? Also, Dark Lord of the Sith, Sidious, had his apprentice Maul, the assassin, trying to assassinate, you know, where whoever he wanted, basically. Uh, the Queen, for example, in The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, now we know that that's also the point that Tyrannus was, like, or Dooku at least, was becoming, you know, in, he, was, he was becoming relevant in this plan, right? So around that time, Dooku had already known Palpatine for a while. He had already, well, Sidious, right? So at that point in time, uh, Dooku is likely to have been made the Sith apprentice as soon as Maul gets chopped off and killed. And as Maul puts it, he was discarded and used and uh, forgotten, right? Like he, he served his purpose. Sidious never planned on 
using Maul any fur to any further extent than what he had in plan, what he had planned out. Right. I th- okay. I think if you ask me, I think he's his plan was always to just use Maul to do whatever dirty business needed to be done and never really train him up to be a potential candidate for an apprentice right i think he already by the time of the phantom menace i think he already saw that potential in dooku i think he knew that using a dark jedi or a jedi who had fallen away from the order and someone with political leverage like dooku right he knew that that was the guy that was going to make the clone wars happen with him so he uses maul to do his whatever he needs to do he knows he's probably going to die pits him up against the Jedi master and his, and his apprentice, right? Like does that, does that job, you know, his story kind of ends there for a little while. And, and he uses uh Dooku to basically say like, Hey, your buddy, Sifo-Dyas, the one that's been having all those visions of the future, let's use him. Let's, let's, let's get him to act on those emotions. Let's, let's get him to order this clone army for the Jedi. And we can construct this grand plot of having these, chips in their brains so that when the time comes snap of the finger they're all gonna turn their backs on the jedi and and kill them all right like that's the plan right there and it's already being set up right before the phantom menace like before the first movie even happens all this stuff is already being planned out dooku's already in lineup to be a sith apprentice sifo has already been sent on this mission to uh to negotiate with the pikes he's already being used he's already being set up Django fett has already been hired the clone army has already been ordered all this stuff has already happened and it's all before the phantom has all before palpatine gets that chancellor seat uh-huh. all this stuff has happened and and it's it's crazy because it makes you think it's like you could have a prequel to the prequel and still have such a great movie <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. so many, there's so many cool events that happened before the Phantom Menace and, and behind the scenes of the Phantom Menace that all transpire. Uh-huh. And on top of everything, it also makes you wonder, did Palpatine also have Plagueis alive in his life up until the point that he got that Chancellor seat? Like, did he did he really kill Plagueis when he got his when he got his position in the Republic and he's like, I don't need my master anymore. This was his plan. This was our plan. Now it's my plan. I'm going to kill him in his sleep. Uh, this kind of, oh. com- this comes out of the Darth Plagueis novel, which is now legends, it's not canon, but oh. it, but, Disney. but it is so close to fitting in. And I know a lot of people actually uh, consider it part of part of their canon lineup uh, there's actually a canon book written by the same author. It's called Tarkin, and uh, some of the there's a there's a bit of a nod to the dark Darth Plagueis book. There's a, a droid that is a, a character that pops up in both novels. So there there is some crossover of similarity, and I think in James Lucinio's eyes, the author of that book, he he probably considers that to be a baseline as far as his canonicity goes. So. I like to think that some of the events in the Darth Plagueis book actually did come true. And that also makes you wonder, it's like, wow, with all this other, this other stuff happening, did, was Darth Plagueis actually around during the, the, the Phantom Menace? Like, was he actually part of this grand plan? Was he the one who actually came up with this grand plan? Was he the one who got Palpatine to enlist in the Senate in the first place? I mean, like, if you think about it, like here's a dark lord of the Sith, like and and he's in his like what fifties or something like that. Like by the time of the Phantom Menace, I don't know. He's like somewhere around there. How long ago before that did he decide? Hey, I know what we should do. We should get into the politics system, and we should work our way to the top. And from there, then we can like really kind of control the galaxy and everything like that. Like kind of the stepping stones to the plan. Like when did this all take place? Whose plan was it? And if Sidious's master was named Plagueis and if he existed, how long up until the Phantom Menace was he still alive? Right? Like that's the mind blowing part of all of this. Like there's so much going on and the Jedi have just like a sliver of it. And, and they have enough to figure out what's going on, but they just don't put the pieces together. Yeah, that's, that's a, 
pretty big what if, but I like it. I like it a lot because, uh, I mean, I I would not put it past the Sith to do stuff like that because it's so it's always been the rule of two, right? You know, the the master and the apprentice, and the apprentice eventually gets powerful enough where okay. I'm on top now, and I'll take the throne. And then it's just, you know, reduce, reuse, and recycle kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could totally see something like that. I mean, whether it happened or not, it's kind of in Lucas's head. But, um, I mean, that that would that would kind of make sense in a way because it's such a huge plot. I mean, did Palpatine really come through with this or was he only involved in half of it and then kind of took the, you know, natural Sith way takes takes the credit for everything kind of thing but um yeah i mean before phantom menace he's he must have obviously been with plagueis right because yeah, he, at, yeah. Fa- at, at phantom menace he's already the dark lord of the sith he's at mm-hmm. the top of the food chain right yep. as far as the sith go so i mean yeah i could tol- i could totally see that that's a, that's an excellent point like i i wouldn't put it past them man that's well, and, and when you look at the way that Maul is, as far as like his fighting style, his viciousness, the way that he's just used and discarded, mm-hmm. it's almost exactly the same relationship between him and Palpatine as it was with Ventress and Dooku, right? Like, Getting too like, powerful. Like Dooku is, 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 the pal- is the Sith apprentice of Palpatine, right? Who is Ventress to Palpatine? Just some assassin that we're using for the time being. And uh, when time comes, we're just going to get rid of her, right? Like that's the mentality. And and as soon as she starts to get powerful enough, that's exactly what he says to Dooku. He's like, you got to get rid of her. She's too powerful now. We got to kill her off. And uh, and again, gets used and and so on and so forth. But it's the exact same as as like Maul is just this tool that's being used. There's a greater plan at place. Like there's a greater plan at place that Maul doesn't fully, even Maul doesn't fully know about it, right? Like Maul knows that there was this plan going on for the Clone Wars because when Savage Press finds him, he's like, ah, yes, the Clone War. And so it began without me. Like that's what he says. And, um, and it makes you wonder, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, so Maul knew about this plan to make this whole war happen. How how it ends, I, I'm not like, we'll, we'll find out what he knows when he shows up again, but it's, that's one interesting part, right? Like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he knew a little bit about it, but he was also not fully entitled to know everything. Dooku on the other hand knows everything. And, and he's the guy that hired uh, the Pikes to kill Sifo-Dyas because he told Sifo-Dyas to do that. And now he's killing him off for doing it. Uh, so he can like cover up his tracks kind of thing. All this stuff. Dooku's the one that's really responsible. And Maul was just a tool that was being used. And and all of this is compressed into that time that fits before the Phantom Menace and, you know, during the movie. Um, because we know that during that time, it was the same year that Palpatine was elected as Chancellor. It's the same year that Valorum was kicked out. It's the same year that the clone army was ordered. It's the same year that, that Dooku... Um, uh, had Sifo-Dyas killed and very likely could be the same year that Palpatine killed his master because uh-huh. he wanted to take the, the the plan to the next level. Not only uh-huh. is he going to undermine the Republic, the Jedi, everything else, but he under undermines his own master as well and, and becomes the new Sith master. Like that's all of this stuff is, is just so crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's so... Like, like it's a lot of theories, but at the same time, they make sense, and I could see them happening because it's like there's so many pieces of the puzzle. But with this episode, like a lot more has been answered, um, enough to the point where we can already make the assumption of like, okay, well, now that now that they know, now that they know that Tyrannus is um, Count Dooku, they're the same person. Based off that based off the information that Obi-Wan got from Dooku a couple years ago, based off the information that Obi-Wan got from Django a couple years ago at the same time on um, Kamino, now they have a lot more information to the puzzle. And where I ended off is kind of like, after Dooku says, uh, 
you know, I told you everything you needed to know on Geonosis all those years ago. After that quote, the scene where the everyone in the council has, they kind of have all the pieces, and Yoda famously says, "Let's play his game," because yeah. they know they know that apparently the Republic is being led by the Dark Lord of the Sith, which yeah. is obviously Palpatine, who is also Sidious, right? Yeah. Who is behind everything. So they have the clues to the puzzle. So I don't know where this whole, like, how can you have everything and not just say, okay, get every single Jedi in this council. Let's go arrest them right now. Put an end to this. They have the, the knowledge of the inhibitor chips. They have the secret of the war. Now everything they could, they could stop it. But of yeah. course, it wouldn't be the well, story that, we have. That all goes but. into yeah, exactly, and that that leads into Revenge of the Sith so well because you know when Anakin goes to find out if Palpatine is a Sith Lord, right? Well, he doesn't go to find that out. He just goes to because they're already the Jedi are already suspect suspicious of him, right? Uh-huh. And and like he goes to report that General Grievous has been destroyed or whatever, and and Mace Windu is like, yeah, maybe it'll give an uh, an idea. His his reaction will give us an idea for his intentions or whatever, right? He sends Anakin off to do that thing. He comes back to Mace Windu. He's like, hey, guess what I found out? Palpatine's actually a Sith Lord. And and Mace Windu's reaction like really makes sense now. He's like, a Sith sure of this. Lord? <laughs> and yeah. then and then he says, then our worst fears have been realized. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, dude, like this has been something you've probably thought about before and was like, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's really funny because like they've had these pieces forever. And again, like, uh, I, I don't want to say it all again over it, but, but I mean, Yoda knows the name of the guy. Like he walks into that, that throne room and he's like, he, he knows that his name is Darth Sidious. And, and it's like, where do you get that? Like, like, you know, you don't just see that in a hologram recording or whatever, like, like that had to have been from Obi-Wan. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he got that information from Obi-Wan and, uh-huh. and, and they've got all these pieces and it's not up until it's too late that they really put the picture together and the trap has been sprung and they're like, Oh crap. Like, yeah, like this <laughs> it's it, too and, late now. Yeah, exactly. And then Mace Windu, that's when he says, we must move quickly to ensure to make sure that the the order survives or whatever. Uh, we we must move quickly if the Jedi orders to survive. And then and then uh, and then Anakin goes off and says, "Well, you'll need my help." And and he's like, "No, stay here." But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that like that that whole thing like it makes so much more it adds more depth to that conversation, right? Yeah, uh, be, I don't know about you, but I've always thought like. Man, like you just found out that guy's a Sith Lord. Like, I'd be freaking out. Like, I wouldn't be like looking at the floor and be like, "Man, our worst fears have been realized." <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, get like, every single Jedi yeah. stop the war, come here right yeah, now. Exactly. I'd be yeah. like, okay, council meeting right away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. Like it's uh, it's one of those things that it just makes even better sense now that you have more pieces to that scene. And to those reactions and to those lines. And it's like, wow, like this is all kind of coming clearer almost. Like, I mean, I was still able to enjoy the movie beforehand. And now it just adds like this whole nother perspective lens on it. It's like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. And, and, uh, and now, you know, all the other characters in the room are thinking. And so when you watch that movie again, it's going to be completely different. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like Anakin's. His his kind of fall is, you know, originally watching the movie in 2005, it was kind of like, oh, that's so sad. But it's like, that's Darth Vader, man. Like, that's awesome. You know, I'm 10 yeah. years old. I'm like, what do I know, right? But then I, I've, I look at it now and it's like, man, he had so many events leading up to this that it's like, yeah, let's become a Sith Lord. Why not? You know, yeah. like so, so much has happened that it's like. It's in a way I can see his the way he justifies it, but in, in a, you know of course it's it's just still wrong. But we see it from such a different perspective now, and it it changes that movie. And with this episode, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's a completely different movie. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to finish the show and then rewatch it because then it's going to be like yes. wow. You know, 
Yeah, exactly. We only have yeah. one more Clone Wars arc in season six as a fina- as a as a final kind of animation goes. Then we're get we then we got one more arc after that, which we're gonna get into, uh, which uh, we're gonna watch the animation reels, like the because there were unfinished episodes, and then after that, then we get to talk about uh, some some uh, Dark Disciple um, stuff. We're we're gonna get into that, which is gonna be our kickoff for season seven, and uh, we also got the Darth Maul comics as well, which which we'll have to get through as well, but. Uh, we're all going to be compressing this into the next like two weeks kind of thing. So we got to make sure that we finish this book. Uh, yeah, I know. I you've, get back you've already picked it. it up. You've already picked it up. Um, I'm, uh, close to the halfway point almost. Uh, I'm at chapter 11. Chapter 11. Okay. So you're, yeah. So you're about like, yes, yeah, so you're about like 20% done. Uh, yeah. cause the book in its entirety is like, like 42 chapters or something like that. So yeah. chapters are super short. They are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think after this recording, I'm actually going to go and do some more reading, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be, we're approaching the end of the line here. Like this uh-huh. is, this is going to be, and I'm so looking forward to the finale because what we're going to do is we're going to, um, we're going to, I think, I think the best way to do this, because I did a viewing with, um, with, uh, um, uh, two two friends of mine, and uh, we what we did was we had uh, the Clone Wars finale integrated into the movie because because the finale of the show actually like crosses over with the movie. So at the right time, we were actually cutting the 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 we were pausing the movie and then going back to the show and then you know back and forth, right? And uh, it's a cool way to do it, although. Because you and I have to like break it down to like the finest detail, like the finest level. We're going to be going over. I think honestly, we should just do it separately because I know that after watching Revenge of the Sith, you're going to have so much to say just about that alone without getting into the finale of the show. Right. So um, I think it might be worth just watching them separately uh, just just for the heck of it. But uh, when the time comes, just let me know what you want to do. But yeah of course if we do if we do kind of back and forth them we'll we'll probably have like a two-hour like episode recording or something like that it's gonna be a long a long i mean it really depends like i i mean without saying anything like i i don't know how it kind of crosses over if it's just kind of like obviously it it would have to do something along the lines of kidnapping palpatine because that's what we're that's what happened that's the beginning of the movie right so it obviously has to do with something like that um so i don't know if it's if it crosses over with just that scene or if it's crossing over but like okay kidnapping and then battle on geonosis but yoda's not there uh, yet and all this sort of stuff um so i I, when we will cross that bridge once we get there but yeah i mean like that's that's going to be a pretty big episode because that's, you know, that's, it's the Clone Wars. It's huge, man. Like it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. There's so but, much to talk about. There's so much to cover. So much to talk oh, about. Oh yeah. But. Like the show, like there was no way they could have put all that information into movies, man. You'd have what? 20 movies in the show. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. In, in the whole series. Right. Like, you know, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the most, but um, you know, once we're there, we'll, we'll get there. But as yeah. usual, guys, thanks for tuning in. And, you know, stay tuned for the next episode. And, again, any comments, questions, or concerns, shoot us a tweet, shoot us an email. We'll be happy to ha- happily answer them uh, accordingly. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, as always. I'll see you next time. See ya. All right. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. To another episode of Star Wars Escape Pod, another uh, sub-series episode of our Clone Wars talk. I know we've been doing a lot of these, and I hope you guys are enjoying the Clone Wars. Uh, I know everyone's been stuck inside, and uh, things are starting to change out there, at least up, uh, up where we are. But um, but yeah, I mean, almost through the show, we got one more finished arc of Season 6, like what we were saying, uh, an unfinished story reel arc, which we're going to get into, which is the uh, the Crisis on Utapau arc. 
And then we got some content to talk about. Uh, we're going to be doing a full breakdown of the novel Dark Disciple, which adapts eight episodes of The Clone Wars in Season 7. And we're going to be doing uh, a breakdown of the Darth Maul Son of Dathomir comic series as well, which is some more, uh, I believe it's Season 6 or Season 7 story arcs uh, that uh, are, have been translated into a comic series because those episodes also didn't get finished. So we're going to be doing all that and uh, obviously in the right order and everything. So you guys don't need to worry about a thing um, when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, then we're going to be heading straight into the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars and right up until Revenge of the Sith. So that's all coming your way at light speed. We're going to be getting through all this stuff for you. And uh, that's about all I've got. So hope everyone's doing well, staying healthy out there. And uh, we'll see you guys next time right here on Star Wars Escape Pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and may the Force be with you. Oh.